Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, you're listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-famous animal communicator, Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. Log on to www.thepetpsychic.com, that's the petpsychic.com for all things animal communication. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. Find today's post to put your animal's photo up, and you can do that under today's, uh, today's post in the comments section. So we can see your animal's photo while we're talking to you guys on the air. You can call in at 917 917- 889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open. I'm your producer and co-host, Ai Kusuhara. We got Kendra and Diana on the phones. So thank you, ladies. Hi, Laura. How's it going? Good. I'm so, so glad we're having like a good start this morning or this afternoon. Um, since last week we had like technical difficulties galore just going into it. I know, knock on wood, all's going well so far. So yes. I just want you to tell our listeners about the Cat Cafe. Oh, yeah, I have to post photos. I'm going to make like a whole thing, and I will post photos on our page. I did okay. go to a cat cafe in Tokyo, which they have several animal cafes, but the Cat Cafe, I think, is the most popular one. And uh, you go and you pay, like, a certain fee, like an admission fee. Uh, Mine was, I think, a 1,000 yen or maybe it was a little more, which is, like, a little about $10 for for an hour. And so you get to go in, and they have – the place I went to had, like, free drinks. So you can have, like, coffee and tea and juice or whatever, water, whatever you like. Uh, You can have all you can drink. So you kind of hang out. You have a little – Drink. People bring their. Um, they had like Wii or you know games, and you can bring your iPad, and they have Wi-Fi, and you can kind of hang out and do your work. Or it's like a cafe, but it's got and cats just in it. Cats. Like how many cats are there? Do you think? Uh, I'm thinking about one, two, three, maybe like anywhere from like about seven or eight cats. Oh, that's not that many. Seven or eight. I thought there was going to be like twenty cats. No, I don't know. It looked like it was about seven or eight from what I can I'll tell. Bet I'll bet there's like a whole lot of our listeners that are like, oh, I could have a cat cafe in my house. <laughs> yeah, just invite your friends over. <laughs> I know, I got coffee. seven or eight cats. <laughs> exactly. It was awesome, though. I What I really loved about it, though, because, you know, you don't want to go into these places thinking these animals are harmed or, like, exploited um, but these cats were really relaxed. They were having fun. They have toys for, you know, people who want the cats, you know, to play with the cats. They have like little toys, like string toys and, you know, little fuzzy animals and things like that. And they have um, a cat tree and they have places oh. where the cats can go to be away from people. Oh, that's so cool. 
I'll bet, yeah, and- I'll bet my cat, Makia, would be a big hit there, you know, because she's white. She probably looks like Hello Kitty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they can make yeah. the whole thing like, Hello Kitty lives here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Put a little bow on her head. <laughs> yeah, you know, the rules were really great, too. Like, you're not allowed to go after the cat like if it's you know you're allowed to like pet them if they're lying there but you can't like you're not really supposed to disturb them you can't chase after a cat you have to let them come to you and they were really mindful of like how the cats are treated and I was trying to figure out their litter box situation and I realized there was a hole in the wall where they had like a little kitty door and I think there's a whole other room where they have a bunch of litter boxes in the back. Oh, I'll bet. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so right. then you saw, like, an owl cafe, too, which is pretty. Yes. So then, so that was my cat cafe experience. Then I walked by, I mean, I don't know, this area of town or whatever I was in, they had a lot of different animal cafes because I also ran into a bunny cafe, which I don't know if you bring your bunny or if there are bunnies there. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't go in, (laughs) but there was, I saw it, there was a sign there and it was a bunny cafe and the owl cafe, they weren't open when I passed by it. Um, but I think they opened later in the day and there was an owl, like they had shutters, but I could peek over the shutters to see like what it was like inside. And there was totally an owl in there, like staring at me. And I, I think I freaked that. it out, and I took a picture of him just because I wanted to see what was going on with him. But, you know, I think like you had talked about before I went, you know, with that, I feel like there's an element of exploitation and, you know, a little bit of harm because, you know, like you said, they're they're owls, first of all. Right. And what are yeah. they doing in, like, a cafe and exactly in with daylight and all that stuff that they have to smell and, oh, it'd be horrible for them. That's what I think. So I didn't go into that place, but I did, you know, kind of like but scope it out. We're thinking about talking to that owl on the show because you have a picture of him. So when, when you post yeah. it, we'll talk to him. Yes, I will. Um, definitely I will post it, everything, and uh, look forward to that. I will have that on our Facebook page. So check that out. And that was my little animal experience in Japan. I love it. Welcome home. Thank you. Thank you so much. Should we take some phone calls? I think we should. Great. Uh, just a note to our audience, we do take as many phone calls as we can every show, but if you could be patient with us and with our people who are answering our phone, uh, which is Deanna and Kendra, they try to get you on as quickly and as fast as possible. Uh, but you can always try and call in next week or submit your question in the chat room or email us. We try to pick at least one, one of the uh, Internet questions like a week, every week. And, uh, yeah, so just please be patient with us. Thank you. And our first call is Riley, a three-year-old foxhound on Facebook. Mom Julie is calling in. She's only had him three weeks but has severe separation anxiety. Um, What does he want to help with this transition? So let's talk with Julie. Uh, So where did you get Riley and... I Tell us a little bit the, about the anxiety. Yes, I got him at the local uh, rescue here in town. My understanding is that he came from southern Virginia from a kill shelter, 
and they were able to get a hold of him. He's very friendly. He's a wonderful dog. Um, but when I leave the house, he gets into the trash, he gets onto the counter, he's barking and howling, and um, I don't really know how to get through to him, <laughs> that everything's fine, this is our forever home, and we'll be back. So, yeah, and so when he gets on the counter, what is he doing when he's on the counter? And Oh, he knocks things over, he gets into, chews up plastic bags. Um, the trash is now outside to protect him. Mm. Mm. But I don't know anything about his past, so I don't know if there's something, you know, that he's insecure about. Yeah, and so tell me a little bit, when you, when you come home, what is he doing? When you walk in the door after you've been out, what is he doing? Um, when I walk in through the door, he comes and greets me. I don't make eye contact with him at that point until he calms mm-hmm. down. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, is he with, panting? Is he no, no, he's oh. not panting. He just okay. gets into things. He sounds more naughty to me than separation <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> separation anxiety, you'll see, like they can't even really go through the trash because they're so stressed, and they might be like digging at the door or ripping off the shades, or and then you'll find them like panting or. They've been excessively chewing to get out with the mold of the house. So the fact that he can kind of occupy himself with, like, getting in the trash is a positive in my mind when we're talking about separation anxiety. So so let's talk to him a little bit about how to be calm when he's left alone and that he doesn't need to, like, be so frantic and – and it's really great that you're able to calm him down when you come in and just ignore him and, and then he settles. That's really beautiful. Yeah. So good job on your part there. See, the reason I thought it was separation anxiety, mm. when yeah. I get out of the car and my husband is in the car with him, mm-hmm. Riley continues to whine and look for me. Mm. Okay. Okay, so we'll address that too. And that's definitely separation anxiety for me, but we can see what that's stemming from. Um, okay, so let's get Riley. Okay, Riley. I'm so glad you have a new home. You know what I want to say to my new mom? I've never really been left inside before. Mm. He said that he had a tie out outside. Really? And they would leave me there which is interesting because later on we'll have somebody talk about that. And so, um, so Riley, what do you mean? So, so were you okay when you were left outside? He says, no, but then he was left outside and he was left for a really long time. And then nobody came back. Do you know if he was an owner turn-in? Because it looks like he was abandoned at a house. Oh, really? All I know is that he came from the kill shelter in southern Virginia, and, um, you know, I thought maybe perhaps he had run off and gotten lost. It looked no, like it he looks had like he, It looks like he was left at somebody's house. Oh. He says when, when he's at home and no one else is there, he doesn't know what to do with himself. So, Riley, one of the things that you could do with yourself is you can blink your eyes, 
lick and yawn and stretch and kind of just think about your new family. And sometimes you're going to have old memories come up of the shelter or your old life, and you just let them go by, and you think about where you are now and your family and how your family is always going to come home. And it's safe to be with Dad. When, like, how come you get upset when Mom leaves the car? Mom's my best friend. She's the one that's always showing me what to do. She's the one that teaches me. That's all true. He says he really likes to be taught. It makes me feel good to be with her. You know what, Riley? I have no doubt in my mind that as time goes on, you're going to feel more and more confident by yourself and with your dad because you're safe with your dad too. And you guys can just hang out together. And you can lick and yawn and you can kind of just watch what's outside or just go to sleep. He wants to know if he can play bouncy ball with you. You know what that is? (laughs) Yes, I do. That's one of our games. (laughs) Oh, it is? (laughs) (laughs) So, Riley, you can think about bouncy ball when when your mom has left. And then do you want your mom to tell you how long she's been gone? Because maybe she could do that, too. I just want her to know that I love her. And she's really coming back. Yes, Riley, you have a home for life, okay? You have a home for life, and these people will never, ever leave you for a long time. They'll always come back, all right? I mean, it might feel like a long time, but they're always going to come back. They're always going to be your family. And God forbid if anything bad happens to them, they're going to have a friend come and find you, okay? So you'll never be stranded, I promise. You'll never be stranded. You'll always be safe. Would he be interested in having another dog in the house? He says he likes massages down his back, too. (laughs) He says, yeah, he likes other dogs. He says he likes little dogs. It looks like a little Jack Russell. Probably knew another time. He says he likes dogs that are gentle, but like to play. I think that you could have it either way with him. Like, if you wanted him to be your only dog, you just keep working on, you know, his training and and building up his confidence that way and keep doing it, and and he'll he'll be okay. Okay. Um, It's it's really common for them when you rescue them to have a little bit of post-traumatic stress. And sometimes you see, like, negative behaviors increasing up into eight months that they've – when they come into a new home because – Whenever they start to feel safe about their new home, then their mind is able to process all right. their old memories. So you might see old things coming up, but there's no doubt. He sounds really smart. The more oh. you seem, you sound like you're doing all the right things, too. So I would just sort of keep holding it in your mind how you want him to be and picture mm-hmm. him how you, how you would like him to be. And kind of knowing that he was, I mean, I don't necessarily think that you should tether him in the house, but maybe for him a smaller area would make him feel more secure. So even if you blocked him to just like one room in the house or something like that, that might make him feel a little bit more secure than giving him the whole house. We can do that easily. Yeah, well, Julie, let us know. Call us back and let us know how he does. Okay, thank you so much for your information. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for rescuing him. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, she sounds like she's doing all this stuff. She is. He's going to be just fine. He loves his family. He's so cute. 
That's awesome. Uh, so today uh, we have a great guest, uh, Robin Mooden from uh, Dogs Deserve Better, who we've had on before. Um, Dogs Deserve Better is a national and award-winning nonprofit organization, and they're the voice for chained and penned dogs. And let's have Robin tell us a little more. Robin, uh, welcome to the show again, and tell us a little bit about Dogs Deserve Better for those of our audience who haven't heard you before. Sure. Hi. (laughs) Nice to be back. Mm -hmm. Um, Dogs Deserve Better. Uh, Our mission is to... Rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome chained and ten dogs throughout the country. We have uh, reps and volunteers in many uh, states, towns, uh, all over. And um, you know, we can't. We we try and get. We try and educate the owners first to see if they will realize that dogs are pack animals that they're family members and that they want to be inside. They're not supposed to be outside like a lawn ornament or an alarm system. You can get a light bulb that turns on when somebody walks past it. You know, dogs are supposed to be with the family. So we try and educate. Um, and if we if they don't listen, we ask if we could have the dog. Um, sometimes they'll say yes, sometimes no, but once we get them, usually they're under socialized, they might be shy, they might be completely shut down, they might be aggressive because, you know, they, they don't know any, anything, they've just been ignored. So, mm-hmm. uh, we work with them, sometimes they'll go to our center, we have a rehabilitation center called, uh, the Good News Rehab Center in Smithfield, Virginia, where we can take in 13 dogs. We have staff there, and um, that's where they begin their journey to a new life. And they get vetted. They see they see uh, the vet. They get what they need, spay and neuter, all their shots, whatever other medical they might need. And then they, you know, start to learn how to be a dog inside a home. And yeah. then we put them up for adoption, and we do a, a great screening process, home visits, and then, you know, send them to loving homes where they'll be inside dogs. Yeah, and what are some of the things you tell um, some of these um, pet caregivers? Like, what do you tell them um, that is harm? Why is it harmful to chain your dog? Okay, Um Dogs become very territorial, so they're three or four feet that they pace back and forth. That's theirs. A lot of times you hear about little kids that are mauled, you know, ripped up by a pit bull or any dog because the the neighbor isn't watching the kid and the kid wanders over to the dog. The dog has a bone, and all he knows is that's his bone because he barely ever gets fed, and the kid goes to pet the dog or touch the bone, and the dog bites the kid not mm-hmm. the dog's fault, it's the parent for not watching the kid, and it's the owner for tying that dog up. Mm-hmm. You know, because all that dog knows is this is my little spot, it's the only place I have, you know, don't come near me. Instead of taking that dog around to meet people and, you know, let it, and feeding the dog enough to know that he's always getting another meal. Yeah. And we also the, for the, uh, the neighbors to allow a kid to just wander over to, you know, a chained dog. Chained dogs mm-hmm. don't know h- how to act. Right, um, right. 
yeah, so we see a lot of uh, food aggression. We see a lot of uh, not knowing how to, uh, you know, not being people friendly. They're sometimes dog aggressive. Um, they just don't know how to act. They most mm-hmm. of them can be rehabilitated. Wow. And so tell us a little bit today. We're talking about. Uh, we're going to be talking with Sunny, the Golden Chow mix. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit. Who's been on our show before, I believe? Uh, but tell us a little bit about Sonny's background and, uh, you know, how he's doing and what's going on with him right now. Okay, this was the biggest rescue in uh, our history. Those are better to fame. The founder and myself went out to Forks, Washington, to Olympic Animal Sanctuary, uh, which we found out about through Facebook. Uh, there was a page, uh, you know, showing uh, all of these dogs. There were supposedly 160 dogs living in travel crates and urine-filled very small pens within a pink warehouse, 5,000 square foot or 4,600 square foot warehouse that were never allowed out. They And they they got out, they never got out of the crates. The, um, the guy that ran this place uh, pretended that he was a rehabilitator, but really he was a hoarder. And each crate was filled with urine-soaked straw that he never bothered to change and, you know, filled with feces. And he fed them maybe once or twice a week with uh, maggot-filled raw food. And then when he couldn't get uh, that food, he fed them donated dog food. But, again, once or twice a week, they never got regular water. I mean, these dogs were so sick and, and bone thin. And so we, I started seeing the page, and uh, we knew, you know, that these are penned dogs. I, You know, I don't care how whether they're in a cage or in a pen there. They can't move. And so we went out and, and uh, planned a um, to stand there and picket in front with many other supporters that knew about this place, and we got these. Uh, with the help of a lot of people, we got these dogs freed from this place, which was magnificent. And Sonny mm-hmm. was put there by a Washington state uh, rep for Dogs Deserve Better under, you know, just some mistakes that, that she made and didn't double-check things. And, you know, you learn a lot about rescue, how you really just can't take other people's word for hearing that places are good. You know, you really need to see places with your eyes. And this was a horror show, this place. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so um, all of the dogs, which at that point were only 124, many, many died there, uh, went to Arizona to a holding area um, on, on a piece of property, and Sonny was one of them. Um, where they then went into bigger pens, but they had caretakers that uh, walked them and fed them and, you know, cleaned up after them and began their socialization process. Many of them were very damaged dogs, uh, but now um, there are maybe 19 left that still need rescue or sanctuary. Most of them are already placed with very dog-familiar uh, and dog-savvy rescuers. Oh, that's good. And Great. Sonny, yes, mm-hmm. and Sonny, with a black German shepherd gesture, went to upstate New York to uh, a couple who I know for about six or seven years that are very experienced 
in Dog Handling, who I, I have worked with many, many, many times, and they agreed to take him and Jester because they're German Shepherd people at heart, so they wanted Jester anyway, no matter what. And they have been working with Sonny for, since April. April is when uh, he was sent. You know, I would have liked him to go in January, but he went... Oh, so right now he's with a family, did you say? So he's, he's with a family. He's with a, a, a couple that own mm-hmm. a uh, a boarding kennel that boards dogs on, um, you know, when people go on vacation. They also have a, uh, a humane society yeah. that is on their property, and they okay. have rescue dogs that are there. They uh, they. They're not rescuers, but they do a lot of rescue work. They're, they own a, a facility uh, for, you know, it, it's their livelihood. It's on their property where their home is. Yeah. So, uh, okay, they, so Sonny and Jester live there. Great. Well, let's get let's get him and ask him how he's doing, right? That's what you want to know, like how is he yes. doing. And- how, what's the difference? How is he doing? Um Right, just uh, overall, you know, stress level has to be reduced. You know, those kinds, those kinds of things. Okay, okay, let's get him. Well, I have to say, I'm doing a lot better than I was. He says he has the freedom of his shoulders. But they still get crammed up sometimes, so his body's a little sore. Mm-hmm. He says it's not always easy to do everything that he's asked because mm-hmm. it takes him longer with his body pain. Mm-hmm. He says sometimes he's really happy because I feel freer. And that he gets it, that there's, like, love there. But other times I'm really frustrated. Mm -hmm. Well, he says sometimes he feels like it's time for him to either die or find a home. He says he doesn't mean that in a bad way. Mm -hmm. He says he just sort of wants, like, quiet. There's something about, like, the noise. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's cattle noise and like the the noise of the other dogs and mm-hmm. he just like I just don't want that so much anymore. He says he still feels like his spirit is not a hundred percent from when it was from a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago he used to be happier. He was chained before he was brought yeah. to the sanctuary from hell. Mm. Um, there might have been like an in-between time, though, like oh. the time, like maybe be, like right after he got chained. Was he in a foster home, or he like experienced like an actual home? Because yeah, he had a week in a foster home. Yes, yeah, he had a so week. he's thinking about that. He's thinking mm-hmm. about that week, about how like that sort of lifestyle is what mm-hmm, he wants. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he keeps stressing. He doesn't want anyone to think that he's in a bad situation now. Like, he's really mm-hmm. grateful for being rescued. 
and he's grateful for the people for teaching him. And I keep seeing their eyes on him. Like he has a, like he's feels like he's watched and looked over and like that he's safe Mm -hmm. and that his needs are being met and he's being like even adored, but he Mm -hmm. still has that sense like he wants his own people. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because that's what we all want. And if there's other dogs at that kennel, who are just there for boarding and do have their own people, he's around that sort of thought process all the time too. And so then he realizes what they have. They come and then they go and then wait, but what about me? Yeah, he's like right. an orphan. Well, yeah. he has damage. He has damage from you know, personality. That, you know, he doesn't act right. You know, he, yeah. He, yeah, he gets startled quickly and he may bite. You know, he needs work and he, he's getting work. Oh, okay, he's, so... Yeah, he's not really adoptable yet, unless he yeah. had another. Yeah. So let's tell him that. So you know, Sonny, when you are when you get startled and you go to bite, that's what is dangerous if you're in another home. So if you're in a home with just one person or two people, it's dangerous if you go to bite them. And so that's why you're there, so that you can learn to sort of sort of calm yourself and lick and yawn and blink your eyes and sort of sit through that initial fear to realize that what's real fear and what's a fake fear. Because right now there's a lot of things that you're getting scared about that shouldn't really scare you. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to learn. And then once you learn, he says he kind of feels like it's all the stimulation though. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really hard to settle. He has a lot of quiet time. He goes out in the yard by himself and, and runs and plays. And uh, you know, it's, it's I like difficult. that. I like that time. He says. Mm-hmm. He has the time with Bob and, and his wife Lynn, and and he says he likes that time of the air. Mhm. I love smelling the air. It smells so good here. <laughs> And I yeah. do like a woman's touch. So basically, Sonny's going to have to be basically in rehab for a little while until he learns to be able to be calm. And once he mm-hmm. is calm, he'll be adoptable and we can, and then you'll start the adoption process. Is that right? As soon as he's safe, mm-hmm. where, you know, because these dogs have been through so much that, mm-hmm. and he, and he has no manners, you know. I, when I was in in the cage with him, getting a leash on him, and before he went to New York, yeah, you know, he gets overwhelmed just from people mm-hmm. around him, and he you know, he started jumping up on me. Yeah, you know, he just does it. So, so he's been getting manners training, how to how to be a dog, you know, how to act, yeah. and you know, other dogs startle him if if there's another dog in the uh, run with in the. Um, play area with him, he doesn't know, you know, because they've never really been socialized, even though they've been mm. next to dogs. So so he's got, you know, he has to be bomb-proof to really go to another another person unless you find the needle in the haystack that wants to be, you know, working with him um, mm. like, like he's getting now. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's at a place where he's always going to be corrected and always, mm. go, you know, going to be kept in line because he needs that. What a blessing that he's out and he's with those people. What a blessing and how amazing Yeah, they he are. has a life. He has a life now. Yeah. 
That's so great. And they're at Pondview Kennels, right? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Is that where they are? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, can I ask you about Jester, the the German Shepherd that's with him? Um, I can ask Sonny about him. Yeah, does he see him? I mean, I know they're you know they're separate because everybody's got they've got dog issues. He says he doesn't really know much about him. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Robin? Send me his picture via email, and I'll check in with him quick with you via email. Yeah, all right. That's okay. We'll Robin, do that. um, so tell us how people can find out more about Dogs Deserve Better, um, how to contact uh, Dogs Deserve Certainly. Better, and find out more about Sunny and the organization. Okay. So our website is www.dogsdeservebetter.org. And you can see all of the uh, things that we do with changing laws or attempting to change laws and all of the uh, things we offer to educate about uh, dog training and penning. And we're also on Facebook. You can like us on uh, Facebook, Dogs Deserve Better is our page. And uh, you can always email me, volunteer at dogsdeservebetter.org with any questions about Sunny or any questions about anything. Uh, if you want to volunteer for us, um, you can email me also at volunteer at dogsdeservebetter.org. Well, Robin, you can thank you so much. donate on the website. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being on our show again, and okay. best of luck to Sonny, and we'll yeah. keep us posted about his uh, situation. Thank you so much. That's Robin. From Dogs Deserve Better, and you can contact them at dogsdeservebetter.org and find out a lot more about all the amazing work that they do. So and thank their you information so much. is also on our Facebook page. They can find their information on the Facebook page as well. Totally, on our Facebook page. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk to, next we're going to be talking to, let me find out, uh, Michelle, who has Peppy the Chihuahua, who just passed away two weeks ago at 15. Wow. That's like pretty old, right? That's like Stormy's age. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I just age Stormy? That's okay. You can be old and alive still. Yeah. So, Michelle, um, you know, sorry about Peppy. Sorry for your loss. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened and Mm -hmm. what's going on? Yeah. For a a good long while, when I first brought him home as a little baby, he had heart trouble. And, uh, I, you know, we doctor on him. The whole family would take initiative to help him, you know, give him medicine, you know, anything he needed. And he was fine. He did great. And then it was Christmas this past year. He started having seizures. And uh, then Friday, he started having a lot of seizures. Oh. Oh. Oh, here, Michelle, here, let me just get him and let's see how he's doing, okay? Let's get him. I'm not to tell you. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, Buffy, how are you doing in heaven, honey? I want to tell my mom that I lick her face from here. I can touch her with my paws. And I can run really fast in circles. 
And there he can eat whatever he wants. And I want my mom to know something. He says that he has a woman in heaven that has your hands. And that she can massage me all over just like my mom did. And she rubs my belly. And that I want to tell you, Mom, that when you cry, I curl up really close to you. And he says he tries to snuggle like a worm in your body. I get really close and snuggly. Do you ever feel that? Like when you're like grieving, do you ever like have that memory really strong of like him coming and like cuddling with you? I do. And in fact, my husband has heard him scratching and I've heard his footprints, you know, his little toenail in the hall. Right. So, So that's sort of what he's telling you is that he's there and it's so important that you recognize that and you give that credence that you really um, take that to heart because what happens is so easily we can talk ourselves out of it. But when they come to us, it really is very subtle and it's, you know, we have to be very sensitive in order to pick those things out. And so if you deny it or you say, Oh no, I'm just making it up. Then it's harder for them because then they have to try and find something else. And so it's really great that you're like you guys have heard him and that you have felt him. And so what you can do in those moments of when you hear him and feel him is just sort of sit in the miracle of that, in the miracle of like that visit, because that is really, um, it brings such love, you know, and it just bridges these two sort of universes almost. And that to me, I find that so miraculous about, about life and death and the other side is that they they really still can touch us. It's really amazing that you feel him. Yep, I sure do. He says, Mom, I have, he says, I haven't left you. And he said he wasn't in pain right when he died. He was living in pain? No, he said he was not in pain right when he died. He says he promises you. Good. Good, good, good. Aww. Aww, how great, Michelle, that you feel him. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're going to be talking soon, too, on the Friday. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If I had a chance, I had to, you know. Yeah, just hear from him to make sure he's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's good. Oh, good. Good. And he's not in between. No, he's it's not like not lost out there. Okay. No, so that, he's definitely not. we were holding him back by grieving so bad, you know? Yeah, and so that's really, that's that's an interesting sort of concept is when we think that we're holding them back when we're grieving. And, you know, these animals, you know, 15 years, it's like a child. It's a really long yeah. time. And, and yeah. so we have to give ourselves time to grieve, and it's it's okay. And yeah. really, the, the only time that people really hold their animal back is when people are really threatening their life. Like, people oh. are thinking, like, I'm going to kill myself because of uh-huh. this. And that's, that's what holds the animal back because they, they're, like, scared to move on because 
what about what if their pupil's not okay. But it's really, really rare that an animal gets trapped. It's very in my in my experience, it's extremely rare. Okay. So yeah, and just because you hear them, like people sort of think like traditionally as like like oh it's like a ghost, like I can hear them scratching, like maybe they're trapped. No, that's just him uh-huh. trying to tell you he's okay, and that's that's the way he can sort of break the barrier to let you know he's still around. Okay. Is there anything yeah. I could do for him? Does yeah. you say anything I could do for him? To help him in he said, love yourself, hold hands with dad, and go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Michelle, thank you so much for calling and sharing your story. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. And so you guys have a, a session? Yeah. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Oh, for those of you who are interested in sessions, like this is a perfect time for plug plug. Go to thepetpsychic dot com to schedule your private session with Laura because it's pretty awesome to have Laura all to yourself for a certain amount of time and ask all the questions you want. It's I have to say it's really great because I just yeah. go off on tangents talking about all kinds of things with our animals. I know, right? right? And they, they, all these, they have so many things that they can come up with that you'll be so surprised what they say. And so it's really, yeah. really fun. Sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Sometimes things you don't want to hear. What do you mean? You can't tell people that. <laughs> No, like your friend. Remember, your friend's like, I don't want to hear what they have to say. I just want to, you know, not hear what they have to say, but all the oh, yeah, their yeah. requests, you know. Right. So I have, a, yeah, she's talking about my friend <laughs> Tina who has, I probably have told this story that she has like, I don't even know what, like 60 animals or something. She has like a farm and and so she's like, oh, when Laura comes over, they're always asking me, like they're always asking for something. And she's like, like the turkeys ask for like these high like roosts. I mean, her turkeys already have high roosts, but they like wanted roosts in the trees. And so she's like, now I got to make roosts in the trees. <laughs> she's like, she's got enough to do with all her animals. Right. So I know. She's like, they should just be happy, but she's like the best animal owner ever and like going there is like I feel like I'm five years old I have a YouTube video of actually going over to her house so you guys should check that out it's like it's labeled like Laura going to a friend's farm and it's Tina's farm and it's like really fun okay yeah it's really fun there we'll get to our (laughs) next caller but yeah I'm just saying like the the animals start requesting things and it's hard to hear sometimes because you're like okay 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 you want this you want that all right you know (laughs) Yeah. So it's now we we are going to I think it's pronounced Kaza the Weimaraner on Facebook. Severe anxiety has even broken through a window twice out of a pickup truck. Whoa, Ooh. Susie, tell us about Kaza. What is going on? Well, I'm not really sure. She's been she was very timid when I first brought her home. Uh, she hid in the closet for the first two weeks. She was scared of everything and everybody. Uh, she's got a broken canine. Uh, she was that way when she got here. She shows signs of being in a dog fight. You know, you can see the little bites all over her head. Um, she's scared of men. Uh, she won't let me get anywhere away from her. If I have to, if I have to leave, I've got somebody I've got to leave with her because she can't be left alone. 
she'll stress in the pickup to the point where she, she'll run back and forth between the windows and then, bam, and out the window she goes. Um, mm. I can't keep doing this. i gotta, I got to come up with some way to convince her that it's okay to go places and it's okay for me to go in someplace. And, mm. and, this is and, how, old is, and how old is she? She's four. Mm. Okay, let's get Kaza and see how she's doing. Kaza, honey, are you listening to mom talking to you? She says that she's been listening to a lot of animals. And what people don't understand is that when my mom goes out of sight, I feel diarrhea coming. Hmm. And I feel a shaky head. And I feel like I can't swallow. So really what she's saying is she's just getting an upset stomach. She's getting anxiety. Yeah. Really bad. Her nose runs. She shakes. It's horrible. She says that she needs a medicine pill. What's what's the medicine pill? Um, Do you know what she's talking about? Well, we we were giving her some anxiety pills for a while, but she kept spitting them out. And well, so I had some other things for her, and she kind of didn't like those either. So are those the pills that you were spitting out? Is that the kind of pill that you want, Kaza? Made me a little calmer, but it made my stomach hurt. Oh. Like really bad. Oh. She says also what she needs is help with my back. Because my back hurts a lot. She actually feels like she has like a pinched sciatica or something. Because she feels like she has like a burning sensation down her back and down her back legs. Really? Okay. It It hurts a lot. She says that she wants to do that running through the obstacle thing. Uh, that does not surprise me. <laughs> she says, you know that one where you jump over things and you climb things? I want to do that. She wants to do agility. Yes, I can see that. We did that a lot. That would help me. Do you know that you're safe when you're with your mom in the in the pickup truck? Like, like, all the really smart, really well-balanced dogs, they're okay left alone. And they do their licking and their yawning. She says she does okay with a little poodle. A little dog. Yeah, I can see that. She says, she says if you get me a little poodle, I'll be okay. Hmm. Well, isn't that interesting? Like, maybe she had a little dog before. Well, she had had a puppy, and they... They gave it up for adoption before I got her. Oh, my God. So she did better with the little dog. Apparently, Maybe you should foster a little dog and see if she does better. Maybe that's your key. Maybe. But also what she's saying makes a lot. Okay, so first of all, like I know everybody hears me tell tell you that you see your dog adjusted by a chiropractor, but I would almost <laughs> check that with her because she does feel like she has a pinched nerve or something, and that can affect her nervous system. 
So I would get that checked out. And then um, I would also, like, what she's talking about doing the agility is not a bad idea because the more you can focus her on, like, and teach her things, like, if she feels like she has that high amount of energy where she wants to burn it off with agility, the more you teach her things and burn off that energy, the, when you leave her alone, she's going to have other things to think about. She's going to have the agility to think about. She's going to, her body's going to be tired. So it's really not a bad idea on her part. So if you have the time for it, I would see if you could kind of do that. And then, then of course, like, I don't know if you're doing this already, but just bring in training to everyday life. So tons of weights, tons of stays, you know, tons of sits and downs and train humanely. So we teach her mind ways to process new information in a positive way. The more you train them, the more they learn how to process information. And so then when they're left alone, it's easier to process really smart dogs that aren't trained, their minds don't know how to process information and sometimes they freak themselves out because they don't know how to follow a thinking process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Was the friend that I got rid of about three weeks ago, was she picking on her? Was the what what that you got rid of, did you say? I I had a friend that I kind of think was picking on her and I got rid of this friend about three weeks ago. Was it a female friend or a male? It was a female. What do you think about that friend, my mom? She used to just get irritated with me. Yeah, bad. She just had she just had no tolerance. Yeah. It sounds like your friend got frustrated with her behavior and then became frustrated herself. Very much so. Yeah. So. Well, Susie, thank you so much for calling and uh, let let us know. And if you did, if Kaza does end up doing agility, please take a video or something <laughs> and send it to us because we would love to see it. All righty, thank you. Uh, thanks, Susie. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be so cool. Yeah, that would be really awesome. Uh, we could post it on our Facebook page. Uh, we have a caller. I'm trying to get through as many as possible. Time is running out. Our next caller is Latasha, who's been on our show before. She's called in with Mr. Kitty on Facebook, who passed away a couple weeks ago at 12 oh. years old. Um, did he pass away peacefully oh, yeah. because it was so sudden? Okay, Hi, Latasha. Hi. Hi, Latasha. Hello. Yeah, it's been kind of a rough year. This is the third animal that we've lost since December. And this this is the last of our childhood pets. So my uh, family's taking it a little bit hard. We found out that he had diabetes, and then it was just so quick. My dad called me maybe like a week later and said he had kidney failure. Oh, sad. Hey, Latasha, your background noise is pretty bad. Can you check that? Okay, let's let's get let's get Mr. Kitty. He says I want to tell you that he's doing okay. Sorry, I muted her so we could hear what he's oh, saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Kitty. I'm doing okay, and I'm sorry that I had to leave. I'm doing this really cool thing. He says he's learning how to go through mazes. 
and I'm doing this in heaven. He says, this is really interesting what I'm doing. He's helping animals that have been used in experiments to get to heaven. Because sometimes they have a hard time. When these animals have been stuck in these terrible places and have been taught to do things that hurt them and have used bad medicine on them, I help them get to heaven. Because these animals sometimes are too paralyzed to leave. It's an important job for me. What, Mr. Kitty, why is why were you chosen to do this job? It's such an amazing job that you're doing. How come you were chosen to do that? Because I'm so kind. And I'm also the kind of animal that can see you for who you are. I learned that from my family. Everyone is looked at by an equal. That's how my family taught me to be. Love everybody's inside. So sweet. That's so awesome. Uh, has, Latasha, he, has, he been, has he been reunited with um, our other dogs who passed away and um, yeah. his caretaker, Jeff? Yeah, Mr. Kitty, have you have you been reunited with every? Of course I have. What do you think? I wouldn't see my family? <laughs> I've seen everybody I've wanted to. And everyone's doing great. We eat a lot. <laughs> he was a big cat, yes. <laughs> and he said that they enjoy the sun together. Natasha, though, did you hear what he said about what he's doing? You know, that's so funny that you said that because when I was in junior high, I was really young, I saw a program on hard coffee about animal testing. And ever since then, I have had strong feelings about um, animal um, experimentation used by companies. And it's something I've always vocalized. It's something I've always been very strongly uh, against. Oh, so that wow. Just Isn't that amazing? That so was my heart. What's so amazing about them is, like, sometimes they have to die young because, like, a job opens up. And so for him, this job opens up. But what's so interesting about it, which I find, is, like, typically whatever job, like, if they're, they're taken early, whatever job that opens up that they need to do, it does have some correlation with the people, like, you'll see it somehow relate to, like, the people and their people's lives and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's so amazing So that when that's passionate about you, that sort of got embedded in him. And so he probably thought about that and sort of thought about what that meant. And so when spirit needed someone to help these animals, and it's interesting, it comes after that talk where I was saying about how it's not that many, not that many beings, you know, sort of get caught on the middle, but, like, animals that have gone through severe trauma like that and don't have, you know, like a home that loves them, like in an experimental situation, those animals could get caught. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's interesting that he was that he was chosen to go and help those animals get to heaven, which I think is really important because they could stay in that in between time for a long time. Yeah. If they well, didn't have them. If you could just tell him, I'm so proud of him. I mean, I he was our one of our first cats when my brother and I were so young, and just to hear what he's doing now, I'm I'm incredibly proud of him. He says he has the same drive as you do. <laughs> Latasha is like a go get 'em girl, <laughs> and I'm like a go get 'em kitty. That's awesome. Latasha, thank you so much for calling. Thank you so much, you guys. I so appreciate it. I can't wait to tell my family the news. They're going to love this. Awesome. Bye, Latasha. That's so awesome. Go get them. Go get them, girl. Go get them, girl. Okay, well, speaking of go get them, can you go get Stormy for, like, a quick quick one? Stormy King. Stormy. (laughs) Stormy, it's, it's stormy words of wisdom time. You don't need to get up. Just words of wisdom time. Yeah, I mean, you guys got telepathy going on. He you says, don't need yeah, to get up, he right? Says, <laughs> I, he says, yeah, but I, he couldn't hear me. He says, I've been, um, he says, I've, I've been thinking hard about this. You have been thinking hard about this? And he says, I think that kitty knows what's up. <laughs> He thinks everybody should pick a passion and everybody should fight for something. He says it's important that you share your love for others and that you help others. Stormy says he's good at helping others just by looking cute. Yeah, you can say that again, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Stormy. If you didn't get on the air today, please call again next week. Uh, we Storm, do try to take as many calls as we can, you know. Storm, we do try. I got to tell you what Stormy says. Stormy says, and I want to tell all the listeners out there that next week my mom's going to try and talk to a lot of animals. <laughs> Stormy <laughs> didn't think we moved through them fast enough. <laughs> All right, we're going to push for faster. That means, you know, everyone's call times are going to get cut. But, you know, we're just we're trying our best here in a short, short amount of time that we have. So, you know, please be patient with us. Uh, tune into the Pet Psychic Radio Show next week to talk to the animals. And until then, you can go to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication as well as private consultations with Laura. I know some people already signed up. So uh, also like us on facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. And if you're not following us on Twitter, please do so at thepetpsychic. And we will see you all next week. Right? Bye, everyone. Speak with the animals. Yes, talk to the animals. She can talk to the animals.